Good evening. Today I will talk about God's unconditional love. God's unconditional love. You know, God is not like us. God is so different. He does things so differently from the way we do things. He has a different attitude than we have. We, we do good things to people who do good to us. We, we are not like God. Let's look at Romans chapter 5 verse 8. The Bible says, But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God loved us even before we, we loved him, even before we knew about him. It's so different from the way we do things. You know, everyone who is in a relationship or who is married, if you can sit down with them and ask them, they will give you a reason why they loved that particular person. They will give you a reason why they, they are married to that person. Maybe that person, he cooks or she cooks very well. If he prepares food, you enjoy it. If she prepares food, everybody enjoys it. Then you got married to him or you got married to her. Maybe the person dresses nicely. Maybe the person has a very nice hairstyle. They take care of their hair. Always look good and sharp. Maybe the person earns good money. Maybe the person is it's very smart. It's a very wise person, full of wisdom. They always make right decisions. Maybe the person is in good shape. You know, they take care of their bodies. Maybe the person buys you food. They buy you whatever you prefer. Maybe fed cook or whatever you prefer. <laughs> Maybe you, you love the person because they supported you when you were going through a difficult time in your life. And I know, I know a lot of relationships that started just because someone was going through a difficult time and he came and he took care of her. And beyond that, they stayed together. Or they got married. Whatever happened after that. As they always say, the rest is history. But what I'm trying to say is, if you were to ask anybody who is in a relationship, they will tell you why they love that person. But based on Romans chapter 5 verse 8, the Bible says, But God shows his love to us. In that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. In other words, if we can go to God and say, God, why do you love Manasseh? God will say, I have no reason. I just love him because he's a human being. God does not have to give you a convincing reason why he should love you, why he should love me. Unlike human love, with God, we do not have to perform to be loved by Him. His love for us has no conditions. God loves you as you are. Even when you are still a sinner, God still loved you. God still loved you. You know, with human love, there are things that we call deal breakers. Deal breakers, it's something that if you can cross the line, if you can do it, I leave you. Or if you can stop doing this, I divorce you. So, 
With human love, you have to keep on performing. You have to keep on performing in order to keep that level of love. You have to keep on meeting certain standards for that person to continue to love you. If you drop the ball, if you make a mistake, then the level of love goes down. In other words, the level of love depends on your performance. The better you perform, the more your husband will love you. The more you perform, the more your wife will love you. God's love does not fluctuate with our performance. With human love, you have to speak a certain way for them to continue to love you. You have to do things the way they like it. You have to come home at a particular expected time. Maybe you have to call the person maybe how many times a day, maybe three times a day, you know, just to maintain that love. There are so many conditions attached to human love. God has always loved you. God has always loved me. Even when we did not recognize him, even when we were still sinners, we ignored him. He loved us. He loved us. He cannot stop loving you today. He cannot stop loving you today. He cannot stop loving you tonight. He cannot stop loving you this year. He has loved you always. He has loved you always. And he will continue to love you. You know, sometimes when we, we pray, sometimes you have been praying for some times and you did not receive the answer. And you feel like God does not love you anymore. My brother, my sister, God's love, it's not like the love of our parents. It's not, the, it's not like the love of our, of, our, of, our, of our relatives. It's not like the love of our friends who love you as long as we perform well. Maybe you expected God to do something for you and he did not do it. And now you feel discouraged. You think that God does not love you. Maybe you have been asking for a job. Maybe you needed some financial breakthrough in your life. Or you have been asking that God will repair your relationship. And things did not happen as you thought. And now you feel doubtful if God loves you. You feel doubtful if God loves you. You look at other people, you think that their, their lives, it looks like they are just cruising in life. Everything is going well with them. It looks like they, you know, they have no problem. You go to their Facebook page, they take vacations, they drive nice cars and all this kind of stuff. And you feel like, oh, I'm behind. They are Christians, I'm Christians. Why does it look like God does not answer my prayers? Maybe as I'm thinking right now, you have been rejected by people. People that you thought they love you. Maybe you have been rejected by your family. Maybe you have been rejected by your friends or your relatives or your colleagues. Let me assure you, God loves you. God loves you. Do not give up on God, for He will never give up on you. God is able to do what He said He will do. God loves you more than anybody else in this world. There's nobody who loves you more than God does. Be rest assured of God's love. He loves you and he will always love you. God bless you. Good evening. I want us to continue with our topic, God's unconditional love for us. You remember that Jesus did not start his 
earthly ministry until when he was about 30 years or so. So he asked John the Baptist to, to baptize him. And after he was baptized, the Bible says the Holy Spirit came in the form of a dove. But remember that when Jesus was baptized, he had not started ministry yet. He had not done anything. He had not performed anything for God. He had not done anything for God. But let's look at Matthew chapter 3 verse 16. Verse 16 says, As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. Verse 17. And a voice from heaven said, and these are the words that I want us to to underline and a voice from heaven said this is my son whom I love whom I love with him I am well pleased with him I am well pleased my brother my sister the day you were born God said this word in heaven about you this is my son. This is my daughter. Whom I love. With him, I'm well pleased. You say, but how can God say he's pleased with me even when I have not done anything yet? I was just born. Just because you are born, God loves you. God's love for us does not depend on our performance. God is not like a moody wife or a moody husband, you know, who loves you when you do good things for him or for her. God does not wake up on the right side or sometimes on the wrong side of the bed. His love for us is consistent. Not only consistent, it's consistent and it's constant. Never changes. God loved you even when you know you did not love him, even before you could love him, even when you could not even spell God. God loved you even before you did anything, just like we see with Jesus. Jesus has not even started ministry. He was just baptized, but God says, "I love him and I am pleased with him." My brother, God loves you and is pleased with you. My sister, God loves you and is pleased with you. He's not angry at you. He's in love with you. God loves you even when you spoke bad about him. Even when you spoke negatively about him, God continued to love you. You don't have to perform something great or do great things or, you know, on the stage and you jump up and down so that God can love you more. No. He loved you even before you became a chorus leader. God loves you. He loved you even before you became a preacher. He loved you even before you became a committee member. God loved you even before you became a pastor. 
God loved even before he became a minister. God loved even before he became a bishop. God loved you even before you did anything. God loves you. He loved you even before you went to church. Even before you became a member of a church. Even when you are still a sinner. God loved you. If you feel like God does not love you. Just because you are not doing enough for him. That is a lie from the pit of hell. That is from the devil. God does not love you because you are working hard for him. God does not love you because you work much, much harder than anybody else in church. Then he loves you more. He cannot bribe God. He cannot buy God's love. His love for you does not depend on your performance. God looks at you and says, This is my beloved son. God looks at you and says, This is my beloved daughter. With him, with her, I am well pleased. It is God's pleasure to love you. He enjoys loving you. Don't give up on God. Don't lose hope on God. No matter how much depressed you feel. No matter how low you feel. No matter how weak you feel. God loves you even in your weaknesses. God loves you even in your failure. God loves you even when you feel like nobody loves you. Even when you feel like everybody has rejected you, God still loves you. God loves you. And stay strong and trust and believe in Him. He will continue to love you and He will always love you. Even when things are not going as you expected. Please know. Please know. That all people may reject you. But God will always accept you. And God accepts you even tonight. As you are. God bless you. We continue with our topic. God's unconditional love. God's unconditional love. Let's go to Romans chapter 8 verse 37. Romans chapter 8 37 says, No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Through him who loved us. Through him who loved us. Verse 38. For I'm convinced. Another version says, For I'm persuaded. I'm persuaded. I'm convinced. I have a conviction. I have a strong conviction. Nobody can change my mind on this. I'm so convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future nor any powers, neither height nor death, no. No, nothing, nothing else in all creation, whatever you can list, anything in this creation, there is nothing that will be able to separate us from the love of God. That is in Christ Jesus, our Lord.
Christ's love does not depend on our performance in the Christian life. Christ loved us while we were still sinners. And He loves us even now. In spite of all our deficiencies and our failures, God still loves you. God still loves you. And we should not be deceived by material things. Material things is not a sign that God loves you more than other people. Do not measure God's love for you by having material things. God loves you with or without material things. You know, sometimes people make a mistake just because you have a big house, you think God loves you more than other people. And I always tell people, by the way, to get a house in a township or in town, it does not mean God loves you more than other people. There are a lot of people who have even bigger houses than yours in your neighborhood. People who have a bigger car than yours, more expensive cars than yours. And those people, they have never stepped their foot even in any church. They don't even go to church. They are not Christians. All you need to get a good house or a good car, it's a good credit. If you have a good credit, you have a clean name, you can go to any bank, you can get a car even as early as tomorrow. All they need, they don't even ask you whether you're a Christian or not. So when somebody has a car, it does not mean they are better Christians than yours or God loves them more than he does you. Wealth, fame, good health, cars, big houses, and all those kind of things, they do not determine God's love for us. God does not have to prove anything to show that He loves us. God does not have to answer your prayer to prove that, he, Oh God, if you love me, please answer my prayer. No, He does not have to prove anything. He loves you with or without material things. Do not feel rejected. Do not feel unloved. Your feelings have nothing to do with God's love. God loves you whether you feel it or you don't feel it. Though our feelings come and go, God's love for us does not. It remains the same. Maybe now you feel discouraged and you feel like giving up. Maybe you might have been discouraged by your pastor or by a church leader or somebody and you feel discouraged and say, I'm going to leave this Christian thing because of so and so. Or you feel like God does not do what you expected him to do. Maybe you feel like God is not quick enough. He's too slow to answer your prayers. Maybe he did not respond to your prayers as, they, you, know, as you wished. God knows what is best for you. God's delay is not God's denial. God loves you even when you rejected him. Remember Peter? Jesus followed Peter even when he, he rejected him and he said, I don't know him. Jesus followed him to the Sea of Galilee. Even when Peter denied him. Remember, he did not even deny him once. Maybe you will say, maybe he did not hear the question when that girl asked him. He did not, he did not deny him once. He did not even deny him twice. He denied him three times. Three times. 
So it was not a mistake. It was a decision, a conscious decision to say, I don't know him. He did not, you know, it was not a slip of the tongue, as you sometimes say, oh, my, my, my tongue just slipped. No, no, no. God loves you. There's a song that we used to sing in Sunday school when we were still young. The love of Jesus is so wonderful. The love of Jesus is so wonderful. The love of Jesus is so wonderful. Oh, wonderful love. What I like most is the chorus part. It's so high. You can't get over it. It's so low. You can't get under it. It's so wide. You can't get around it. Oh, wonderful love. You can't get around it. You can't get over it. You can't get under it. You are surrounded by his love. Wherever you are, when you go through challenges, when you go through difficult times, you are surrounded by his love. God will always love you, no matter what you are going through. Maybe you did not reject him, but you feel like you have failed him. You feel like you failed him. Maybe you did not do what he expected you to do. Maybe you did not trust him enough. Maybe you finally fell into sin. God still loves you. And the devil will always say to you, Oh, I knew. I knew you were pretending all this time. I knew you are not a real Christian. You see? You see, you are not a strong Christian. Real Christians do not do what you did. Real Christians do not behave the way you behaved last week. God loves you, even in your weaknesses. God does not only love you when you are spiritually high, when you are spiritually strong, when you are excited, when you are too prayerful, when you sing choruses and jump up and down in church, when you pray in tongues, when you shout in church. He loves you, even in your weaknesses. He loves you even when you are weak. He loves you even when you are down. He loves you even when you are stressed. He loves you even in your depression. He loves you even in, when you are doubtful. He loves you even in your pain. God loves you even when you doubt him. Remember Thomas? Thomas doubted him. But Jesus continued to love him and he followed him and he got him back into the kingdom again. God loves you. Aren't you glad that Christ loves you stronger and stronger even in your weaknesses. Oh, God loves you even when you don't have enough faith. There are times when you feel like you don't have strong faith. God still loves you. God still loves you. God still loves you. Brothers and sisters, God's love for us does not depend on our performance. God bless you.